Well, we are so glad you're here. Merry Christmas for those of you who may be visiting with us or haven't been here in some time or maybe this is the first time you've been in church in a while. We want to say welcome. Welcome back. We are so glad you came and we believe you aren't here by accident. It's a very holy thing to get to gather here and remember the good news that Jesus came into the world and then to do that remembering together in this place. Um, but I will ask, does anyone felt like this season has lasted forever? Or did it move fast? Maybe you're in that camp. I, for me, I don't know what it was. I think I have a suspicion of why it seems to have taken a lot longer it felt. Um, the recitals and concerts have really ramped up this year. And maybe that's because I have a, I have a seven-year-old and an 11-year-old. And my goodness, it's like every other night there's some sort of thing to do. It's the season. And, and for a few years past, I don't know if you heard, things weren't really that normal. Um, and so they're coming back with a vengeance. And uh, it was a lot of those recitals. And this year I'll say my anxiety was a little higher as my son has gotten older, the little one. Uh, he's a bit of a ham if you've met him. I don't know where he gets it. No idea where he gets this sort of thing. But um, uh, I'm always a little anxious. Maybe you're one of those parents too. Your little one gets up. You're like, please just behave yourself. I know there's a crowd and I know it's very funny to make them laugh. Just relax. Um, but some of you may not know also, I have a daughter, an 11-year-old daughter. She's not so different, surprisingly. She's just more deceptive with it. You don't notice she's going to do something silly. In fact, I remember my first Christmas Eve with a little one, my, youngest, my oldest daughter, when she was young, it was her first time doing the children's choir on Christmas Eve. I was so thrilled about this. This was going to be the cutest thing that's ever happened. And she's standing up there. This was in Minot, North Dakota, as cold as it is here, but colder somehow. Um, and my daughter's standing up front because she's one of the littles, right? And she's standing right next to the other pastor's daughter. So the other pastor's daughter is extremely well-behaved, like excellent. She's got eyes forward. She's smiling. I'm like, how do you get him to do that? Mia's just like this. It's like she has ants inside her or something. Like, she is so energized about this. They start singing, and she's kind of singing, but she's just kind of doing this. And then, the, you know, the other pastor's daughter, she's just focused, singing her song. And all of a sudden, she jerks her head to the right because Amelia's just staring at her. Like, can you believe what's happening? This is happening. We're pra we practiced this, and now we're doing it. She did this, stuck out her tongue, crossed her eyes, and then made like what I can only assume is like a robot turn like this. And I was like, whoa, things have changed. And then she goes, <laughs> looks at her friend, jumps up in the air and just starts cutting a rug. Just like, just so happy to be here. She is overcome by this. And I, as a parent, am stressed out. For the record, if any of your children were to do this, I'd love it. But when it's mine, I'm like, oh, man. I'm stressed out, right? Because she's not. She's got no fear of what's happening. Are you kidding? She's like, my moves look great. I'm not embarrassed about this at all. So she's having a great time. In retrospect, it is one of my favorite videos I possess on my phone. Check me out after worship. I'm, I'm a sharer. I'll share it. If you want to see the buzzing, spinning girl. Um, but when I was in it, woof, stressful. 
anxious about it. I was like, man, just stay st-. Anybody else have a similar story? I'm sure you have these of your little one acting up um, when you're embarrassed, but not just with your little ones, but sometimes when you have that heat on the back of your neck when something's happened, you just love to know that nobody's looking at you, but you feel like everyone's looking at you and it stresses you out. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. I want you to hear loud and clear. If your little one has a lovely fit in the middle of the service, you're fine. I'm really happy they're here. They're good. I'm glad you're here. You belong here. I love that energy. We need proof of it. We just need to look at this story tonight. Because God, the one who ordered all of existence, who formed the cosmos from a whisper, when God decided to come down to earth, because the people begged God to come down, to help us, to show us a way so that we can see through all of these anxieties and fears and anger. Because ever since the beginning of time, it says we've been hiding, right? Embarrassed, we think of the story of creation. The beginning all was good. You guys remember that, right? We're good. We were made. And God said, you are good. We're good. Something changed when we decided we wanted to be like God and know the difference between good and evil. And all of a sudden we were ashamed, we were embarrassed. Ever since, it's the nature of humanity, we've been afraid that we're not enough, that we're not right. We know it, we believe it deep in our bones and it happens in so many of us that that turns to anger and hatred and a world full of that sentiment begins to break down and we become enslaved. So God comes down. God comes down to set us free, and tonight we celebrate God's response to those prayers. Lord, come down from heaven. We celebrate God deciding to show up. But particularly tonight, we celebrate how God showed up. Not as a perfectly well-rounded instructor, not as a king on a white horse with a sword or a hammer, not a conqueror, but a child, an infant. Born like you and I were born to people who are not some holy other creation, but people, regular people, parents. Now, Pastor Alice pointed out last week in worship, Mary and Joseph, they are held in very high regard and they should be. But in truth, I want everyone to know, they are still people, still people, still parents, If you're a parent, you know you're not perfect. Everyone will tell you about it. Often, right? We may quake at the idea that maybe Mary and Joseph weren't perfect, but I mean, think about the life they lived in, this unexpected child, the whispers people would have said, or we to assume they never had hard feelings towards people who talked about them, or when they had to run away to another land and live as refugees, or we to believe Mary never was frustrated at the state of things, frustrated that she couldn't be with her family, her friends, her support system. Are we to believe they never struggled or had bad days together? Like I said, the biggest reason to believe they're not perfect was because they're parents. There isn't a person alive who doesn't have an opinion about their parents. An opinion about how we were raised, how we might have missed the mark. There also isn't a parent alive who doesn't think at any given moment that they are entirely unfit or inadequate for the task at hand. I've thought of myself as a failure doing everything wrong. I think that's just a parenting thing. You're definitely doing it wrong. If you need any proof of that, just ask a stranger at the grocery store when your child's having a meltdown. You are the worst parent, right? We all struggle. We make mistakes. 
We do it, thankfully, together. In fact, um, the instructions that they had as parents are the same as we have now. Raise them up, teach them ways of peace, teach them how to exist in the world as a gift, as a blessing, teach them to honor their parents. Did you know Jesus had to be taught to honor his parents? You just assume Jesus had that because he's Jesus. But he did have to be taught this. If you need proof of this, do you guys remember Jesus' first appearance, uh, his first time doing a miracle? He's at a wedding, right? He's at a wedding, and they're out of wine, and his mom's like, Jesus, wine. And he's like, what are you telling me for? She's like, what am I telling? That's cute. Wine. And he's like, this is not my time. And then she just talks to other people and goes, hi, I'm Mary. This is Jesus. He'll, he'll fix this. Just listen to him. He'll fix this. And she gives him the mom eyes. You know the ones. You know them. And Jesus does it. That's a good Jewish boy right there. That's a good boy. His mom gave him the eyes and he did it. It's just like taking out the trash, right? I mean, like, the trash is full. So, what do you think that means? Take the trash out. That's what I'm asking. No different. Clumsy. At certain times, embarrassing. That is what a household is. That's a family. That's life together. And that, that clumsiness silliness, that playfulness, that awkwardness, that is how God decided to reveal God's self to a world, giving us all an example of the kingdom come. God decided to reveal God's character through this little family. Why? I think because despite all that messiness, it's holy. It's holy. It's good. Just like I said from the beginning, you are made in the image of God and you are good. This season can carry so many expectations of a perfect, holy, silent, magical night. That is fine, but the truth is that isn't really the tradition. We sing a song about a silent night, but I'm quite certain that silent night was likely followed by some challenging mornings. Raising children has some challenging mornings. Diapers, feeding schedules, negotiating travel plans to see family, planning your weekly meals, paying bills, dealing with those embarrassing moments where your child wants to cut a rug in the middle of a children's nativity program. It's awkward. In our lives, we've been given a shining example of God's hope for the world. And it isn't a perfect life defined by avoiding missing the mark defined by our successful hiding of all of our insecurities and imperfections. The line I use a lot is, the good life, the life of faith, is not defined by just sin avoidance, avoiding missing the mark, disappointing God. That's not the life of faith. The life of faith is about boldly pursuing God's will. In doing that, knowing you are loved by God, loved before anything else. As Lutherans, we use the word grace a lot. That is God's unmerited favor. And being unmerited, hear this loud and clear, all of you. God doesn't need you to be perfect to love you. God loves you. God doesn't need our perfect worship. God doesn't need your perfect pageants or our perfect Christmas Eve ensembles and outfits. God is seeking hearts that are emboldened by the good news, the good news that you are loved and that God is with us 
no matter what. And loves us through it all. Tonight, I want you all to hear loud and clear, you are loved. And you are holy, made in the image of God, worthy of that love and respect. And God is going to change the world through you like God did with this little family in the middle of nowhere so long ago. The other night, a member of Good Shepherd said, man, I saw you and your wife, Emily, sitting in the front row the other day in worship, and I have to tell you, I kind of got a kick out of it because I caught a glimpse of both of you having a very serious talk with Harvey right in the middle of worship. He was having a hard time. He walked in ready for this. Like, I'm hungry. I'm like, what? Is he? But he was clearly hungry because he wasn't having it. Tough, tough. He said, it's nice to see we aren't the only ones who struggle with our kids behaving in church. And I said, yeah, bud, that's how it always is. But I hope you don't stress out too much about that because I believe deep in my bones, because of stories like this one we hear tonight, they belong here as they are. God is into it, into the wiggling, into the curiosity, into the clumsiness, the fussiness, the joy, the tantrums, the learning, the growing, as hard as it can be at times. I believe God is so into it that God made God's own son one of these little things. Us. All of us. Because God wanted the world to know that that messy, that awkward, that confusing, that challenging ball of life, love, and everything surrounding it, this home, this family, this community, all of its challenges, miscommunications, misunderstandings, celebrations, fears, joys, highs and lows, all included, is holy. Christ is with us. Christ is in all of it. And God loves it. And God loves you. And so do I. Merry Christmas. Amen.